Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Praise the Lord, man. How's it going, guys? I'm so happy to be with you tonight, and I'm so excited that we have an opportunity to come together and thank you for sharing tonight's message. How many know when we share the message, we're able to reach so many more people with the truth of the Word of God, and it just might be so. I've been watching the webcast. I'm watching right now. Um, I see so many people interacting. Take time to interact, man. Comment. This is where we build online community. I love it. I think it's awesome. You know, I think, you know, um, just your, your feedback in the comments means a lot. What it's saying to you, what it's speaking to you, and thank you so much for sharing. Because if we're reaching, if we're reaching, I don't know, say we're reaching 100 people, if 25 of us share it, we just started reaching thousands of people. That's the amazing thing about the internet, you know? A couple people sharing, and we're reaching people from all around the world. How awesome is that? Amen. Well, praise the Lord. I'm so excited about what's going on here at Relevant Church. I know you are too. How are many of you, and even at the end of service, don't forget, we have the announcements. How many of you are so excited about our Palm Coast launch? Amen. We've been, we've been in this, and we are getting ready. Right around the corner, we are getting ready for uh, the Sunday morning experience. So in a couple weeks, we'll be knocking that out. So, man, this has been an exciting don't exciting season. Don't forget Thursday nights for the month of September, we're going to be there. So I want you to come on out if you can. We appreciate your faithfulness. It means so much to the team, but it means so much to the kingdom that we're, what, we're showing that to people. Like, hey, we're a church, but we're a family, and we just do life together. Amen? How important is that? Well, praise be to God. How many are you excited about giving? I don't know about you, but I'm excited about giving. You know, Malachi chapter 3 is where we've been kind of staying it. And I'm telling you, I, I really like it. I think it's uh, I think it's the key to understanding growth in your spiritual life when it comes to finances. And look what it says in Malachi chapter, King James is fine. Malachi chapter three, of course, you know, we always start in um, verse 10. And Malachi three and 10, it says this, bring your tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now herewith says the Lord of hosts. God says, prove me when it comes to money. If I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that you will not have even enough room to retain it, receive it. Man, I don't know about you, but that's increase. God's in your increase. God's in your prosperity. God wants us to tithe because the tithe belongs to the Lord. Now, when people don't understand about giving, it's because they get like religiously brainwashed. Here's what God did. He gave us a tenth of income as a loan. When we bring the tenth of income back, we produce trust and produce obedience. And then our offerings add supernatural increase. So your, your key to your blessing is first tithing and then giving offerings. Amen. And once you get tithing going, then we step into the arena of offerings. And he said, you know, he explains even further. Um, he said, where have you robbed me? You robbed me in tithes and offerings. So this is what I mean for us to understand is that it's not just tithing, it's tithes and offerings. Seed we sow to produce harvest for our life. So I want you to know you guys have been faithful to give, but I just want to keep just kind of letting you understand, man, your giving's making a difference for your financial future. It's laying up a storehouse for you in heaven, and it's bringing you wealth in the earth. So you're not missing it. 
by releasing your tithe. Amen. Isn't that awesome? So praise be to the Lord. So we just, we're ready, we're re we are totally ready to receive right now four powerful ways for you to give. They're all on the screen. And you know what we've been doing here at Relevant. We claim what we need. We claim it. You claim it. Say, I claim 40 grand. I claim it in Jesus' name. I claim 5,000, whatever, I claim that job. Right now in the arena given, I claim it. I need a wealth of increase. I need increase to come. I claim that 40,000, 50,000, 60, whatever it is. I claim it right now. I'm just giving you things. Claim it right now in Jesus' name. And we break the power of the devil right now out of your mouth. Say, I bind you, devil. I bind every demon, every demonic force, and every devil trying to stop my harvest in Jesus' name. And right now, I loose the angels of heaven to go get my harvest and bring it to me now. They are ministering spirits for me, and they bring the increase to me now. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, I'm excited about staying in this series. Um, you know, we've been really pushing now in this brand new season, rules of reaping. You know, how do, how do we reap? How do we... How do we reap our harvest? How do we reap, um, you know, we've been calling it, it's, it's the season to reap. But how many of you know we've been talking about sowing? But one of the things I wanted to kind of go back over, and I kind of felt like this was kind of strong for me. Um, I, really, I really got excited about, um, we talked a couple of weeks ago about getting in the right position to reap your harvest. Getting in the right position to reap your harvest. Um, you know, one of the things about reaping your harvest, I know a lot of you guys know this, is that you have to make sure that you're, you're, in, you're in the right position for life. I, I, let me explain that like this. You have to make sure that you're, you're, you're lining yourself up for success. And if you do, you will see the success you're looking for, amen? And some, remember we were talking about last, pressing for the prize, getting around the right stuff, staying in the right arena, doing what you need to do with the right people. And, and one of the things that really kind of overflow hit my life was I felt that it was really important for us to get to the place where we understood some more principles about that. So I want to go over that because how many of you know if you're going to reap the harvest of, that God has for your life, it's going to be because you surround yourself with the right people. Um, it's going to be because you surround yourself in the right environment. And you're going to need faith for your future and you're going to need to plant the right kind of seeds and you're going to have to understand that. Remember we talked about your life is a seed. Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it will bear fruit. So a couple weeks ago, I had talked to you about keeping the right kind of people in your life to be successful. I want to kind of go back over that because if your life, this is what I want you to get. Remember when we first started this series on Sundays, we were talking about, hey, Jesus said, your life is like a seed, and that's important, man. If you, if you bury yourself like a seed, Jesus said, unless a grain of weed falls in the ground and dies, it abides alone, but if it bears fruit, it will grow, amen? It has to die in the dirt, okay? So this is what I'm saying. So if you're gonna succeed and your life is a seed, what are you doing with your life? And this really quickened me because a couple of weeks ago when we were impressed for the prize, the one Sunday, I, I just barely touched on keeping the right kind of people in your life to be successful. It's really, really important because if your life is a seed, everything you do, you sow, and I want you to make sure you're in position for greater, the greatest 
impact in your life. So we talked about this, and I want to go there. Who are going to be the people of your future? Man, this is so good. Because we started talking about lasting change comes through the seed. Lasting change comes through Mark. We've been in Mark chapter 4, right? Sower sows the word. These are they by the wayside. If you're going to change, it's because of the word of God. If you're going to transform, it's because the spirit of God is leading you to the word of God. Once you put a seed, you get a different harvest. But I want to speak to you about this. Who are going to be the people of your future? We're beyond living backwards. We want to live forward. Now, who are going to be the people? And we talked about there's certain kind of people you're going to need to take with you in your future, okay? And I want to talk about them. Because whether you want to say role models or mentors or, 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 or you know, spiritual leaders or partners or friends or maybe like, I don't know, um, a lot uh, um, a f- whatever it is, you know what I mean? A father figure, your father, whatever it is. I don't know how you're going to do it. For the girls, I understand. Like, you know, you got spiritual parents, spiritual mom, spiritual dad. You got all that stuff, friends. But who are the people? And one of the things I think you need to get figured out is this. You're going to have to get around these kind of people for your future. Number one, you got to get, you got to get around people who inspire you, Okay. Now, this may seem very practical, but it's not, okay? And you find that in the Amplified Bible, in the Amplified Classic I like to use, Ephesians 5 and 1, okay? Someone must inspire you and become an example to you of what you would like to achieve in life. Now, that might take a little bit of time, but if you'll take the time to pray about it and seek these people out, you will find them, okay? That's what's so important for you. In Ephesians 5 and 1, in the Amplified Bible, it reads this. It says this, Therefore, be imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example as well-beloved children imitate their father. Now, what does that mean? That means find somebody who can almost not only just be a role model, but could produce mentorship or find someone that you could imitate your life after. Now, when you say that, to people, you think like, whoa, well, how am I going to find that? Well, that's between you and God. But I think it's really important that you have someone kind of almost mentoring your future because you, you, it's, like a, it's like a spiritual coach. You know what I'm saying? Um, you, you want to make sure that you're, you're listening to people that can help you get there. Is that okay? So now you're going to have to seek that out. Now, whether that's teaching, whether that's in the church, whatever, I'm just going to give you, it's kind of like I got, it's kind of like, I don't want to, this is kind of weird, but it's kind of like, I know some of you. So like, it's kind of like, I got, I got a little skin in the game and by no means am I saying you got to follow me like that. But what I'm trying to get you to understand, I know what you're going to need in your life and you got to get it. So now you might say, well, Pastor Chris, I need a spiritual role model. Well, that's fine. I could see that. You know, you say, Pastor Chris, you be my spiritual role model. But I'm talking about some of you in business need a role model. Some of you in, you know, what you do in your field, in your line of work, at the sports that you do. You need a role model that could kind of rub off on you. Amen? Because number two thing you need, you need a mentor. You need to find mentorship in your life. And I love this in the Message Bible. We're going to go to the Message five. Proverbs 5.11 in the message. We're going to read 11, 12, and 13. You got to find mentorship. Somebody who's going to coach you. Somebody who's going to challenge you into your future. 
Most people can't see your future, so they don't really challenge you to get there. You got to find somebody that can see into your future and help you get a plan today. Somebody's looking at you right here where you're at. They could see into your future and they could design a plan for you and come back and say, hey, this is what you got to do on the daily to get there if that's your goal. Okay. I just did this with, with, um, with um, you know, I was talking to um, even the kids, you know, I said, okay, if you want to get here, you really want to get here, this is the plan we're going to have to do here. And it's like a two-year project to get there. But if you want to get there, this is what you're going to have to do. Most people get lost in that because they don't know who, who, whose voice to follow. Well, you got you to get mentorship, somebody to coach you and challenge you in your future. Look what it says in Proverbs 5.11 in the message. Man, this is so good, man. This thing will hit you. I mean, you don't, want, you don't want to end your life full of regrets. Nothing but sin and bones. Is that not crazy, right? You don't want to end your life full of regrets. Nothing but sin and bones saying, oh, why didn't I do what they told me? Why did I reject a disciplined life? Why didn't I listen to my mentors or take my teacher seriously? Oh my God, let me read it again, right? Saying, oh, why didn't I do what they told me? Why did I reject a disciplined life? Why didn't I listen to my mentors or take my teacher seriously? Isn't it's kind of this the, the in Proverbs, right? Solomon's getting you to understand, man. Like, hey, man, he he kind of like he kind of explained in the book of Proverbs. I, I started with God. He kind of got messed up and came back to God, and then it was like kind of like beginning and end. You know, like it started here, and it, at the end, he came back and wrote this stuff. Like, why didn't I listen? Why didn't I follow the mentorship? Because it's hard. It's discipline. In the middle of it, you're like, oh my God, I don't want to do this, but you have to, amen? How about this one? You got to find the right kind of partners, man. People who share the dream and will work with you to help that dream come to pass. So important, man. Look what it says in the, uh, in, and we're going to stay in the message. 2 Corinthians 6.14 in the message. Man, I'm telling you, don't become partners with those who reject God. That's how it starts out. Tell me that's not right on, right? Don't become partners with those who reject God. How many of you do that? Don't become partners with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of a right and wrong, right? That's not partnership, that's war. We see this crazy, right? Is light best friends with dark? No way. Does Christ go strolling with the devil? No way. Do trust and mistrust hold hands? No way. See what he's saying? He's saying, why in the heaven are you going to partner with people that don't? Well, you know, they're my friends. If they don't have the light, same like dream, same like purpose, same like lifestyle. And let me tell you, I've, I've been on this. You know, I'm going to put this on here because this is this one's this one. I'm going to meddle for a minute. I just talked to somebody the other day. I said, look, this is with partnership. Well, let me give you friendship. And then um, we're going to we're going to see this. Right. The last one is get around the right friends. Get around the right friends. People are going to love you. People are going to pray for you. People that care about you. People that just don't care what you're going to do for them. Okay? But they care who you are as an individual. Most people care, oh, I care about you because you're going to do something for me. 
That's not what we're talking about. I, I, let's say somebody who cares about you no matter what you do for them. Okay? Look what it says in the Amplified Classic in 1 Corinthians 15, 33. I like this. It talks about association. That's what this is all about. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, Amplified says this. Don't be deceived. You know this stuff, man. Don't be deceived and don't be misled. Evil companionship, communion and association, corrupt and depraved good manners and morals and character. Do you see that? See that? What is he saying? Evil companionship, evil association, people that ain't like-minded. Now, you might say, well, my friends ain't evil. Well, I got news for you. If they ain't saved, they ain't, they ain't good. Now, I'm going to say that. Now, people are going to disagree with me. I got friends, they ain't saved, but they're, not, they're good people. Well, guess what? They're, they're good people with the wrong agenda. That's why I pre-qualify my friends. You know what I mean? So, now listen. I can be friendly with any, everybody and anybody, but I can't be friends with everybody. Because what happens is we have a different morality guide. And a lot of you have been compromising your moral standard to be in relationship with certain people. Do not ever compromise your moral standard to have agreement with people that don't have the same moral standard as you. Live better and live bigger than that. Now, you got to explain it, understand that, because this is important. So now, here you go. Say, all right, Pastor, that's a, that's a lot. How in the heaven am I going to find these people? Well, what am I going to look for in choosing these right kind of people? Like, how do I find the guy that's going to, you know, help me do this or help me be a better husband or, you know, help me be a better dad? Or how do I find, um, um, you know, the lady that's going to teach me a little bit more? I was, I was kidding with the, you know, the girls. And I said, um, you know, the kind of like, and nobody's being chauvinistic or being weird. The Bible even says that her name is Oiko Despodio, which means in the Greek, she's the ruler of the house. Like, you know what I mean? Not that she has rule over the house. I, I am the authority in my home. But I mean, you know, mama makes the house kind of like what it is. And ladies, you taking your role and responsibility. Find what, most, most men and women have no idea what godliness is. And we look to the world to tell us what it is. No, 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 no. Godliness is obedience to the word of God. Role and responsibility is important. So, so who am I looking for? Well, Write these down. I'm looking to associate, and even if these are just friends, or even if I'm just preaching this and you're going to put it in your spirit and you're going to be like, wow, next time somebody comes around that they, their life might be a little gray when a season before you might be like, well, we could kind of hang out. You're going to be like, in the next season, I ain't got no time to hang out with that man. I ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? And y'all y'all, got one of them friends. You know what I mean? Or an associate like, well, you know, I'm not that serious. You know, you're all serious about church and they ain't. You've been there? You ever had a friend like that? You know, that you're all you're all pumped up about the things of God. All you do is eat, sleep, and drink God. And they're like, Well, you know, I, I'm not a big compromise guy. And um, I have no problem with that because I, I work too hard not to compromise. So I'm not gonna let, you know, all that pressure from the earth. Well, you know, you got it. No, no, no. How about this one? Find people that that love God and make you move closer to him. Find people that make you love God, that love, find people that love God 
and move you closer to God. Find somebody that makes you, when you get around them, like I got people in my life, when I get around them, I want to know God more. Is that okay? You, 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 you call them, uh, in, in, in the Passion Translation in Psalm 25, 14, you go there and check that out. Psalm 25, 14, um, you know, it, it says um, in 25, 14, the passage says, there's a private place reserved for the lovers of God where they sit near him and receive revelation secrets of his promises. So these lovers of God, guess what? They got a, re- they got a wisdom that other people don't have. These people that love God have an understanding of God that most people don't have. Because these people love God, they make you want to move closer to God because their life has revealed something about God that you want in yours. Don't critique it. Just go get it. Okay? That's a big one. Here's another one. You got to choose people who are working on their character. You know what I mean? Choose people committed to working on their character. Like they, they, they didn't just say, you know, you got some people, they don't even grow no more. You know, they just, I was somewhere the other day, you know, and, uh, you know, they're believers, you know, and they're just a little bit, you know, and, and it wasn't church people. But I'm like, no, man, you stop growing. You can't go backwards in this thing. Look what it says in, um, I, don't, I, I don't even, uh, if we got NLT, I think we do. If we got the NLT, the New Living Church, like, go to uh, NLT Proverbs 10.9. This is a good one, man. So we got to get people growing in character. Is that all right? Like, you know people that are working on themselves? Working to grow, working, working on their faith, working on their fruit, working on their lifestyle. Look what it says here. People with integrity have a firm footing, but those who follow crooked paths will slip and fall. That's why you want to get around people with integrity. You got friends lying and you, ain't gonna, you, don't, want, you don't want to get people that, that, that hang around people that are lying, ain't growing in, ain't growing in character. They're not, they're not committed to growing their character. They're doing the same goofy stuff they've been doing 20 years ago and they ain't growing nobody. You don't even love nobody like that. You want people that will, will speak the truth even to their own hurt. Ain't it? That's a good one, right? Here's a big one too. Find people that do the right thing even when it's hard. Get around people that will do the right thing even when it's hard. You know? That's big, man. That's a big one. You know? Obey whatever God says and you'll do what is right and good in God's eyes. You know what I'm saying? That's big. You ever see people that compromise? Well, they ain't going to do the right thing when it gets hard. They're going to, they, they, they compromise. Get around people that, you know, we just, ha- we've had things here at the ministry. And, you know, I just knew, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a disaster. It wasn't like, you know, bad, bad, but it just was like, we got to do the right thing. We got to do the right thing, even though it's going to be hard. And we're probably, we're probably going to come out with getting beat up. You know what I mean? But it's the right thing. I've literally had to do things in the ministry that literally, it's kind of crazy, but it's kind of funny when you look at it from this perspective. When I said, we got to do the right thing, literally, I knew that it was all going to fall on, on us. And none of, no, so it's like this, like, this is what happens, right? You, when you stand for integrity in the right thing, like, I was like, okay, we got to do the right thing. I knew doing the right thing was just going to punish me and us and nothing was going to happen to everybody else. It was just going to punish me and us. 
but it was the right thing to do, you do it anyway. I'm telling you, you know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, um, it was funny. Um, I think it was Doc. Yeah, yeah. It was. He tells a story about um, he had he was when it was lost. He had uh, he had ticket took an insurance money or something that he shouldn't have took, you know. And then he, it was he was lost. And when he got saved, the Lord dealt with him and said, "You need to go tell them you took that." And he's thinking like, "You got to be kidding me, man! This is going to be a nightmare." And uh, this is a really good story, right? It's funny. I'm funny. He quickened me. So he goes, if I go tell them I took this stuff, they might put me in jail. Like literally. God, now I'm not telling you to go back and, you know, I don't know, somebody might be getting right now, right? right? I got to go back and tell them I robbed pens from Relevant Church. Okay, don't worry about it. You're okay, keep the pen. But he was like, man, he was like, I got to go tell them. God wouldn't let him go. So he goes back to his company and says, listen, I literally took this. And the company didn't know what to do. They freaked out. They were like, literally like, we never seen anything like this. So what happens is, this is a true story. What happens is, he's thinking, if they press charges against me, I'm going to go to jail. But, okay, whatever. I got it. God told me to do it. I'm going to do it. And he was wrong. The company looked at him, and then they got involved. Now watch this. They got this lawyer involved because they were like, we don't want to like see this guy get persecuted and go to jail, but how do we handle this? Because this is beyond our skill set. They get this lawyer involved, high dollar, fancy big city lawyer, because that's who they had for this company. And the guy goes, okay, let me work this out. Let me structure this out. And literally, this was the craziest story in the world. The guy was like, is this guy, the lawyer goes, is this guy nuts? Like, nobody knows anything about this. This is gone and forgotten about. Why is this guy bringing this up? You know what I mean? Now, this is ridiculous. Just let this go by. Why would he even bring this up? So they work it all out. I think he had to, like, it was not, they didn't press, they had to pay back some stuff, and right? So, but they never met because it was like a phone call. 10 years later, this huge, massive lawyer guy he walked into the guy's office, and when the stories cross paths, he goes, you're that guy from the company that called in that call, and I worked that case, and the guy, the lawyer, wound up getting saved. Because I said, he said this, he said, he, he said I seen all this phony, baloney Christianity, but you, sir, I know are a man of integrity, and I've been searching for God and wound up getting the guy saved. It's a true story. I screwed up some of the parts, but I'm telling you, it's right on. Are you getting that? So what do you do? Choose. Pe- now, am I telling you to go, you know, call your third grade teacher and told her you stole the apple off her desk? If you really think you need to deal with it, deal with it. But here's what I'm saying. Do you have people in your life that are going to do the right thing even when it's hard? Or are they going to compromise and hide and lie? That's true, right? You know, like, I got to take it on the chin, bro. Oh, I've taken it on the chin for, for, the, for the job, for righteousness, you know? You, you got to ask yourself that. Do I got those kind of integritous people in my life? Now, you know, whatever. How about this one? You got to get around faith people, man. You know, Brother Hagin used to say this. In, in the book of Acts, he said they get around their own company. You got to get around your own company. Now, when I say that, get around your own company, you got to get around faith people. You can't be hanging around people that ain't got no faith. 
Man, integrity, faith, honesty, truth. Get around good people that are, that, 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 nobody's good, you know what I'm saying? But people that have moral character and conduct, man. People who take risks for faith. Get around people when you bring them your dream, you feel like your dream's too small. Come on, somebody better tweet that, like highlight that, give me some hand claps, you know what I mean? You get around, you get around people with bold, courageous faith, and you bring your vision, man, you feel like my vision is too small when I get around you. You're stretching me, man. I could do more. I could be greater than the kingdom and do great things. This is the big thing. Your faith, 1 John 5, 4, and 5. Y'all know that. You can put it in King James if you want. 1 John 5, 4, and 5. And you know what this says, and when you see it, you'll see it. And it'll pop it up there in the King James. I'll read it. But this is what I want you to see. It says, your faith's overcome the world. This is your victory, man. Right? For whosoever is born of God overcome the world, and this is the victory that overcome the world, even our faith. Faith. Get around some faith people. Look what it says in verse 5. He who what? Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth Jesus is the Son of God. You believe Jesus is the Son of God? You believe this faith walk? You believe this supernatural thing? Get around faith people. Brother Hagin said this. And there's a season I didn't get around faith people. I was walking around with these, I don't know what, they, were, they, were, they weren't unbelievers, but boy, they were sure close. You know, and I was like, and um, uh, that was funny. And I, I, I never forget, Brother Hagin used to use that scripture in the book of Acts. Like, they got around their own company. Now, I'm not ostracizing myself from the body of Christ, but I was running with faith people for years. You know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? We were, I was at Ramo with Brother Hagen and I had Brother Norval around faith people. And all of a sudden I had a season, I was out of their, their, in, their, uh, their, their influence. You know, I would listen to them, but I wasn't around them, you know? I got away. And I got these people that were not faith people. And man, I went to a meeting, and when I went to the meeting and got back around these faith people, man, I said, man, now I know what Brother Hagen's talking about. They just speak a different language. You know what I mean? These guys don't talk like non-faith people. Non-faith people talk weird. Non-faith people don't watch their confession. Non-faith people, they talk like lack and loss and all this nonsense. And I was around these non-faith people for a while. And these non-faith people, I was not being, listen to me, I could hang out with anybody. But if you, don't, if you ain't got faith, you don't talk right. You talk lack, sick, broke, jacked up. Man, they talk so goofy about stuff. I almost lost touch. I got around these faith people again, and next thing you know, I was like, I'm back with my company, and I never forget, uh, I, I, I can remember the ride home. I was riding home, and I called Pastor Liz. I called her up. I said, man, now I know what Brother Hagin's talking about when he said, stay around your own company. We think alike. We talk alike. We speak alike. We act the way the word of faith said. This is the word of faith which we preach. Now, do I hang out with other people of denominational truth? Some denominational people got more faith than word of faith people. I'm not talking about a denomination or thing. I'm talking about the word of God. Get around people that speak the word. You got all these goofy girlfriends. They tell you, oh, you know, you got yourself. Your husband's no good. You know, I was somewhere in, um, you know, and I was like, man, you, should, you shouldn't be talking like that. You know, and you guys better have character, you know. There's certain things men and ladies should not say. There's communication you shouldn't have. You know? Like, oh, you shouldn't be talking about you shouldn't be talking about your husband in a negative way. You shouldn't be talking about your wife, oh, she's a big old ball and chain nag or something like it ain't that ain't funny. You know? 
Get around people that understand what you, how you build up and how you speak edification and you minister great. I'm just trying to get you to people of your future, you know? Because here's the thing. After you get around the right people, you're going to understand you're going to start getting around supernatural opportunities to follow God in your future. And you got to realize every, every door becomes a decision. That's a good word right there. You need to write that down. Every door, every door becomes a decision. And now doors are just opportunities and not every opportunity is God. You know that. There's some doors God will put, you know, we used to watch, um, uh, what was the name of that show back in the day? You guys are so young, you won't even remember it. A lot of you will. Like, let's make a deal. You know, Monty Hall, I think that was the guy's name. He said, let's make a deal. You know, you want door number one, door number two, or door number three. And they wouldn't tell you all this, but they give you a little hint sometimes. But every decision is a door. Do you think you open every door? No, 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 no. You got to leave some of them closed because some of them are not yours to open. So you got to understand something that every decision you make is shaping your destiny. Write that down. Every decision you make is shaping your destiny. What doors you decide to open is shaking your destiny. How do I, how do I know which doors to let go by and how do I know which doors to open? You better have the Holy Ghost. And this is why people say, well, Pastor Chris, you know, the church and all. No, no, no. How do you know where to invest your money? How do you know what house to buy? How do you know when to do this? How do you know who to marry? You got doors in front of you all day long. Remember this. A, a door may be an opportunity from God or it may be a distraction from the enemy. I'm telling you, this is what this is. It's true, right? Woo I'm telling you. Yep. Doors can be what? Opportunities from God or distractions from the enemy. You know, and one of the things was Nehemiah seen that when he was building that wall. The enemy came to send messengers to distract them from the job God put them on. You know, sometimes they're traps, tricks. You know what I mean? So you got to be careful. You got to process this stuff. Not everything's good. Now, I, a couple weeks ago, I said, is it good or is it God? Oh, it's a good thing. You know, you get all excited. Oh, it's a good thing. And you got to convince yourself. No, 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 no. Oh, you got to understand this. Some, 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 some things that are good are not God. Some things that are good are not now. You got to understand this stuff, you know? So why does God, then everybody give you this one, right? This, this is good stuff. This is talking to you tonight. Well, why, you know, we prayed for people to get jobs and they didn't get them. And then they get mad at God. Like, why didn't he give me the job? Well, how about God shuts the door for your protection sometimes? He don't want you walking through it because it ain't going to lead you down the road you need to go. Why is everything that God doesn't do in your prayer life a negative? Why didn't God do it? Maybe God didn't want you to have it. Well, then why would God ask me? How about you ever hear pass the test of temptation? You know? And here's another one. Get excited. Here's an attitude for you. I don't know. These are attitudes or stuff. Get excited when God opens doors for somebody else. Man, shout like it's good. Don't be like, don't get all pickle-faced. You know, I call, I call it pickle-faced. You know, they got prune faces. They're like mad because God did something for somebody else. No, 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 no. When you see somebody get blessed, ooh, you get excited about it. You see somebody get, you see somebody get something you want, you go get it, man. You better praise God. You know, you know. And the big thing is sometimes, and here's a big thing for you to remember. Sometimes God will give you a glimpse of the future, but he doesn't give you the whole picture yet. Don't get discouraged when you get inspired and then it feels like it, it closed. It didn't close. You just cracked the door. You know what I mean? 
Some doors you're getting ready to open in vision in the future, but right now you just see a crack. I asked God a long time ago, why do you tell David that he's going to be king and then you tell him go back and play with sheep? Because if David didn't know somewhere along the line he was going to be king, he would have stopped pursuing at the pace he was. So God will tell you early all this big stuff and then put you on the back 40 to work on your character. Remember we read that scripture about Joseph? Joseph's character was being developed until the dream came to pass. So the dream was like, yay, I'm a dreamer. I'm great. Oh, it's going to be great. Y'all going to serve me. And, you know, he wasn't being arrogant. He's just telling the truth. It was going to happen. But he saw it. He's like, y'all, you're all going to, you know, you're going to all, my brothers, it's going to be great. I had a dream and I was there and I was like basically ruling and reigning. You guys were like kind of working for me. They hated him. Oh, yeah, by the way, dad, you know, I, I had another dream and in this dream, you know, you and mom were serving me and I was, I was like king over the world. Oh, yeah, that's great. You know what I mean? Why would you see something like that? Next thing you know, the guy's in a dungeon. The guy's being sold into slavery. And the guy's got a miserable upside-down life. Why would God show you that early, Joseph? So he didn't quit in the pit. So he didn't give up. So when he didn't look like none of this were, when, when, when Potiphar's wife showed up and when other things happened in life and look, he's in jail and in prison and they forgot him. The baker forgot about him, man. They all forgot about him. Everybody left him, and he still was a dreamer. Why does God show you to dream early, then work on your character? How do I know I'm not God, but here's what I want you to know. You better get around the right stuff to get this vision to come to pass, or you're not going to see the success for your life. So I want you just to take those powerful principles and start asking yourself. So get a checkup on that. Like, do I got right mentorship in my life? Let's just go through them real quick. We're done. Right? I got role models. Whose marriage do we see as married people we can look up to and go, man, I can really learn from them? Who's a role model in your life? You can look and say, man, I can learn something about God or business or life about that. Who's mentoring you? You know what I mean? Who's taking the time to coach you and challenge you to get into your future? And don't all you come running to me because you ain't ready for me. I've had people in the church, I want you to mentor me. I told the one guy, go pray for four months and come back when you think you're ready because that's different than churching you. Churching you, I put up with you. Mentoring you, I just... Just pray. You don't trust me. Part, I'm nice, but I'm not. I don't play. Partners, partners. Who's your partners in life? Who's your friends? Oh, my friends make me compromise what I believe. You know, I had somebody the other day. I, I told him, I said, "Look, if I know you have a weakness in your life, and I'm your friend, I never put you around it." People are telling you a lot of stuff by what they do around you, man. You guys got to open your eyes. And anybody makes me compromise, God, I've cut them out of my life years ago. Years ago, man. Um, was it easy? It was simple. Because the problem with a lot of you is this. You don't realize that some of the things that you want to say are good aren't good. If people start affecting you in a, in a negative, you better choose people that love God and are going to get you closer to him. You got to find some people that are committed to growing in their character. You got to find some people that are going to do the right thing even when it's hard. You got to find some people who are going to what? Open the doors that God has asked them to open, but they're going to leave other doors shut because they realize that not every door comes from God. You're going to get around people that are going to challenge you to understand that um, I, I know that it might be, uh, it might not be good but it might not be God. 
you got to really start learning that the next season of your life can be the best season of your life by the decisions you make today. Amen? Come on, let me pray for you. It's exciting around here. Father, I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you for them staying in this word tonight. I thank you, Father. It's a little different. came at from a different angle. But I thank you. It's the delivery that you wanted us to discover. And I thank you, Lord, that in this next season of life, these guys are going to get their life around the people that can take them into their future. You said your life is like a grain of wheat. It falls in the ground and dies. It abides alone. But if it does die, it will bear much fruit and it will change to transform the future for each and every one of them that are obedient to do it. Father, I thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And I bless them now and I pray for them. And I pray they fulfill the destiny and the purpose you have for their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord, man. Hey, guys, don't forget, tomorrow night, every Thursday night in September, we're going to be in Palm Coast. So every Thursday night, the next couple weeks, we're going to be there Thursday night in September only. Then October the 2nd, I think it is, the first Sunday in October, we start Sunday morning service. So September is like a dream, vision. This is why we're coming. This is what we're doing. This is who we are. Trying to get some um, kind of like um, interest, you know, and we're going to preach. It's full service. You've been there. You know, I'm just doing a full service, going in there. But we're getting to meet some new people and stuff. So it's really important you come, meet some people. Maybe you can get them to get involved and help us. And then October, we go to full schedule. I'm going to be here nine. I'm going to be here 1030, and then I'm going to be in Palm Coast for the 1130, which will, you know, it'll be later. They'll do worship. They'll do stuff. So it's not going to be a rush around here. But I want you to get ready for what is happening here at Relevant Church. We are growing, we're expanding, and we need your help. Don't forget, get involved. We got some announcements for you. They're coming up right after me. Don't disconnect. Here comes Relevant News. I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow in Palm Coast, and I'm going to see you Sunday morning here, 9 and 1030. God bless you. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.